da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Before we have to return to the DCEU PJAR Cinematic Universe, <laughs> we got to return to the Marvel in association with the universe and extended cartoon universe of Marvel. One last time uh, in 2018. We've got um, Spider-Verse Man talk. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse talk. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Un- Spider-Man universe. Uh, is Spider-Verse is, is a hard combination for me. Yeah. Spider-Man and universe doesn't really doesn't really roll <laughs> too well. Sure. But uh, but it is better than Spider Verse Man, like you said at the outset. That's yeah. that's better. The Spider Verse Man. Spider Verse Man. Maybe he's just a rapping Spider Man. I'm the Spider Verse Man, <laughs> and I'm here to say. All right. <laughs> okay. I like that he he's a rapper in like 1984. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> only right when rap right when rap thing. started. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He Mask only knows hip hop. He only knows hip hop parade and rappers delight. <laughs> right. That's it. Yep. <laughs> I'm the most evil rapper in the USA. I said, hey, ho, hey. That's awesome. Let the filibustering begin. All right. Here we go with uh, a little bit of late movie news, I guess, this week. Um, We still haven't talked Golden Globes and all that shenanigans, nominations and stuff, guys. Uh, I know it was way too late, but we got to react to that. Um, and we're going to once again try and define musical or comedy or drama. We'll do that for the next 40 minutes or so, something like that, of that talk. But just want to say congratulations to Best Picture nominee, drama, because definitely not musical, Bohemian Rhapsody. Nothing musical about that film. I can't. Yeah, I, I love. Well, there was, definitely it not was the, the only best movie part. this year without music in it, right? It was just. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, yeah, and it's the only one that people left saying, "Man, I liked the movie, but the music was awful. It almost ruined yeah. it." You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the version I saw was a silent film. Oh, <laughs> and it and our and Ken, and Brian, uh, whichever one you are, yeah, uh, yeah. It, the not only that, but the best silent film the, of 2018, easily, I would say, easily. Um, Remy Malek's teeth alone should get it all the Oscars. So that is um, easily the best. It, there's always a debate every year when the Globe nominations come out whether it's just the Globes trying to make headlines or if this is any kind of pre-indication of what movies are coming <laughs> out or what the critics actually think or what. Where do you guys fall on that this year? I'm going to pull up the nominees. We'll talk about the big ones, but uh, and overall, did the Globes get it right or did they ever get it right? No, That's of course not. Of course not. It's, I, I mean, feel like there was a five-year run they had, though, in the early 2000s where they were more right than they, the Oscars. They do. And a, then yeah, they're we much better off. in the TV department, in my opinion. For sure. Like, traditionally, that's kind of that's where their bread and butter is. The movies are very difficult to predict to me. I never know. You just kind of look at them and you're like, okay, all right, what are we doing here? But, but this one was particularly funny when it's like you have an out for this. Because like, I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody is going to get a Best Picture nomination for the Oscars. I could be totally wrong, which is just a guess. And I think people are going to be very upset about that. And the Globes, like, I mean, just like the average moviegoer is going to be upset about that. And the Globes have an out. Like, you have a really easy way to be like, oh, I'm going to bring in some viewers with this Bohemian Rhapsody nomination. And then you made it yeah. drama instead of music. It's just, it's odd. It's odd. It's very odd. Well, um, I do remember that the Globes gave uh, the Social Network Best Picture for that. So there are certain times where it's like, mm. even if the Academy doesn't get it right, it's good to get you know Steve Carell to get whatever recognized or whatever it is uh, right. for Michael Scott or, or whatever the situation is. There's sometimes in the glo- the Globes makes sense. Um, if for anything else, then they just drink and have fun, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. With the never uh, take the globes too seriously. That's the key. And of Ever. course, when you can get the comedy tandem of Sandra O oh and Andy Samberg, <laughs> you you book that ninety nine times out of a hundred, don't you? When you I've can been get both calling of them, them in the, the same new time. Abbott and Costello for years. I mean, you guys know I've I've coined that term. It's um, I've been writing that. You're always that. saying it. Yeah, you're always saying it. <laughs> that it's actually, I think. 
they they did a lot of research, you know, and big data is the you know this time uh, around these parts with Amazon Web Services and things like that. You know, they did a bunch of research, and it turns out Sandra O oh and Andy Samberg have never been in the same room at the same time. So they just wanted to do do that just just to say they did, and we'll see how it turns out. Hopefully, good. But no, um, it was that was probably the most random pairing of people that I could think of. I don't know how yeah. it's going to work. I, I was all for Sandberg last time we talked about this for Oscar hosts. Um, Sandra O oh does not strike me as a host type. She seems more introverted than that, honestly, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I guess yeah. she can prove me wrong yeah. for sure. 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 Yeah. All right. Golden Globe nominees for 2018. Should we start with best motion picture? Musical or comedy? Yeah. No, yes, yes, go for it. Go for it. All right. So best Golden Globe winner nominee for 2018 for drama is Venom. <laughs> no, that was definitely, wrong. definitely the wrong. Uh, was def- oh, sorry, that was musical. Yeah, that was musical or comedy. Okay, musical or comedy. That Eminem uh, song Venom. carries out. Yeah. Um, no, just <laughs> Uh, all right, so here we go. Drama. Uh, we're starting with Bohemian Rhapsody, which I already said. Um, Black Klansman. Black Panther. Mm. If Beale Street Could Talk. Mm. And A Star is Born, which is definitely not a musical either. So good thing they... <laughs> just pause for a laugh. Pause for sarcastic Man. laugh. Yeah. No, no small foot. Is that not that didn't make the nom? Okay, that's no. thanks. That's, that's All right. Tough. So then we go to best motion picture, musical, or comedy with Vice, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, and Mary Poppins Returns. I'm surprised they didn't put Mary Poppins Returns in, in drama. Looking <laughs> at this list, and yeah, yeah, the Green Book's Black an Klansman odd one for comedy, but... for comedy too. I don't. I mean, it's by the guys who did Dumb and Dumber, so that's I know, why it has to be comedy, know, right? But he, exactly, it's it seems like they just looked at IMDb and yeah. were like, "Oh, it's a Ferrelli Fer- movie." Fairly, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I said Ferrelli. I apologize. Ferelli. Yeah, it's just a, it's an odd. It's Ferrell's uh, yeah. side project of directing. <laughs> Ferrelli. I was thinking of the Ferrelli family from the Goonies, as I am. Ah. Today, it could be spelled the same. Isn't that that dude from? The Twilight movies that used to be married to Jenny Garth, isn't he a Ferrelli? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that. Farsinelli. Farsinelli or something. Yeah, yeah. whatever. I was oh close God. enough. The Fratellis were a band. See you guys later. I've done my part. <laughs> so just looking at this, um, at those two, uh, I guess, categories, who do we think is going to win drama and who, who do you think is going to win musical or comedy? I would think Mary <laughs> Poppins would win musical or comedy and mm-hmm. – Black Klansman or Stars Born would win drama. What do you guys think? Yeah, that sounds. I think a Stars Born is probably the 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 uh, biggest pull in that category. But but who knows? Who knows? It's again, it's very difficult to predict. It's very difficult to predict the uh, the Globes. I kind of hope that Bohemian Rhapsody wins for drama and Green Book <laughs> wins for. Uh, musical or comedy, and it's just very confusing <laughs> on stage. That's that's really what I want is chaos, as you all know. We um, introduce a little anarchy into the system, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, and and Warren Beatty delivers both of the <laughs> the results, <laughs> just to really throw it in there. But they don't let him sleep the night before; they keep him up all night. <laughs> right. We're like one of those right. give him an ambient right before he walks out on stage. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. Um, okay, we go to actress Lady G- Lady Gaga for a mm, star. I board. think yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Lady Lady Gaga, Glenn Close for The Wife, Nicole yeah, a movie that for literally Destroyer. No, one's seen. Mm, no one's seen that. Saw that seven. Melissa times. McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me, which no one has very seen, good. and Rosamund Pike for A War Private. <laughs> uh, I mean, a private, private war. war. Uh, no one's seen that. So I'm going to go yeah. Lady Gaga. Yeah. She seems like the presumptive favorite there. Yeah, they're going to want to give her this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We go to actor now. Willem mm. Dafoe. Um, is this, wait, is this comedy? Okay. I, thought, I saw Willem Dafoe and I thought it might have been comedy. Uh, drama. 
whoever William Defoe's dragging <laughs> around these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great bit. Um, Bradley Cooper for Stars Born, William Defoe, Eternity's Gate, Lucas Hedges, Boy Erased, yeah. John David Washington, Black Klansman, and Rami Malek. For Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I like this bit, kind of just butchering the names. <laughs> That's a Letterman bit. Oh, I stole that from Letterman. No, Letterman, yeah, Letterman, I... Letterman would butcher names, and, but he also would get them completely wrong. Like, he'd, <laughs> like there'd be a, he'd be interviewing the audience, and he'd be like, this woman would be named Karen. So, so he'd, be like, he'd be like, he'd ask her two questions. He'd be like, what'd you say your name was, Brenda? And it's like, Karen. It's like nothing even close to Brenda. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry, Karen. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, but... There was an email back then, so we're going to get 45 emails of, like, it's Rami Malik. <laughs> Rami Malik. Phonetically spelled. Yeah. Okay, and let's go with uh, actress, comedy, Elsie Fisher for 8th grade, Olivia Coleman, the favorite, Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins, Charlize Theron for Tully, mm. and Constance Forgot about Ooh. Tully. For Crazy mm. Rich Asians. My girl. Mm. I'm going to go with Emily Blunt. Probably, but yeah, or Olivia Coleman is a very awards people love her. Yeah, yeah. so that so. movie is apparently fun. I'm gonna see that su- tomorrow. I think surprising. Su- yeah. It's surprising that that movie's fun, but apparently right. it is. So I'm right. excited it's to see by, it. Uh, what's his name from The Lobster? So yeah, exactly. No. That's why I'm, I'm surprised that it's fun. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean those I'm are fun. It'd be interesting, but I thought of yeah, you're right. Yeah. Apparently, it's like kind of a a, a light good time. Which I like the lobster a lot. I think it's fun in its own weird way, but yeah, this not... is actually like kind of mainstream fun, which I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Yeah, for a I'm... costume drama by <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt his name because yeah. it's so Greek. Yeah. Yorgos, Yorgos, Pia Yorgos, or whatever. Yorgos. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I'm going to see that tomorrow, and I have no idea what to expect. So we'll, yeah, I'll see we'll it see. too, Brian. If you want to yeah. do a thro- uh, sure. an episode on it in the next yeah. couple of weeks, maybe we'll I love the lobster, and then that one he did last year. Uh, Sacred yeah. Deer. Kill, killing yeah. of a Sacred Deer is like one of three movies in my life that I was like, nope, and just turned it off. <laughs> like, I don't, I see where this is going, sort of. I don't, I don't need this in my life. I'm out. I'm out. Nice. Okay. We go on to best actor, comedy, musical. John C. Riley, Stan and Ollie. Robert Redford, Old Man and the Gun, The. Um, Vigo Mortensen, Green Book. Christian Bale, Vice, and Lynn Manuel Miranda, Mary Poppins. Man, that Vigo Mortensen is just a laugh a minute, you know. Just, I just every time Comedy. I see him, I just straight. I crack. His stand up bit is is really good though. Mm. He does, I guess I got to see that. He does too, like this so like props decide. thing, kind of carrot top ish, but <laughs> yeah, it's basically carrot top, but <laughs> but it's all Lord of the Rings props, yeah, <laughs> like actual props and, from from Bag End. So yeah. And he just is like he just makes a lot of Hobbit puns. It's <laughs> Kent and I saw it live, yeah. and we were in Branson. It was in Branson, Bran- we drove Branson, up Missouri. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like you take a little little boat tour, and then it like right. drives you into this little. Oh, jeez, Kent! <laughs> the two of you bring the median age down by about thirty-five that was years. So dark, like Kent. Oh my gosh, boat tour humor. And I guess we're there. Been, it has been nine months. It's been so. a long year, guys. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on the Globes. Uh, I think that's about it. I think that's all, all I want to cover with that. Um, TV-wise, it's always funny to me that they do TV with the Globes because I never associate it with that or like, man, can you believe that, you know, the best drama from the Globes was the West Wing? Like, I don't ever remember what wins the Globes for, for television. Like I said, Michael Scott is the exception because he was so robbed Otherwise, but um, I would say it's pretty generic this year. No, 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 no real headlines coming out of the TV side of things. Yeah, it's kind of a. It was fun. There was one. I have to look it up. There was one show that got several nominations. That I was like, I don't. Do they do they understand this show? But um, I have to see. Best TV show. Maybe Kaminsky yeah. Read off the, yeah. No, it was. That got nominated? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's Chuck Lorre, so of course. Uh, Barry, yeah. Good Place, Kidding, Marvelous Miss Maisel. That's not weird for best no, TV show. There were, man, I'd have to, uh, anyway, there's a, it always is, that's the, that is the thing with the TV side where you're like, you know, I mean, this whole thing is the Hollywood foreign press, and you kind of wonder some of the time, like, do they, 
I, do they do they understand all these jokes or is this like imagine the, I just can't imagine them caring all that much about like the West Wing like it's just an odd thing to be super into um, I guess but and it, it but on the other side we people here we care so much about uh, like British royalty and stuff and that has nothing to do with us so what do I know but it's another opportunity for Matthew Reese to win an award and prove his worth yeah. to the yeah entire world and Deborah Messing. <laughs> Actors of equal, not so much like Will and Grace is fine. She's great in that. That's a lovely role, and and she's fine. But Mysteries of Laura, or is, or what was it called? Was that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was really her opus. Yeah. And I I hope she can still be nominated for that through some yeah. kind of technicality. Oh, uh, best performance by an actress in a TV series, musical, or comedy. Candy Bergen nominated for that terrible. Oh yeah, spinoff. I'm like <laughs> that is so bad. I don't. I don't feel like y'all really. That's anyway. I uh, I love <laughs> I love Candace Bergen. Just you know, I thought Mur- the original Murphy Brown was great, and she's just you know one of those kind of original SNL. Could be an AT one day, Candy Bergen. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had the most like privileged response to. I think it was her. It's like, uh, how do you how do you uh, keep your marriage, you know, fresh? You've been married for a long time, and you want to know how you do it, Brian. You're married. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, tell me. Always looking um, for secrets. Yeah, they work in their vineyard together, and <laughs> they make sure that they go to Italy at least three times a year. Mm. So okay, if you, all right, yeah. So, so I just need to kind of get a vineyard. Number one. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's very easy here in the suburbs. Um, <laughs> And, and just maybe like make like you know fifteen grand extra per year yeah, that I immediately yeah. just spend on vacations. That's uh-huh. okay, cool. Not student yep. loans or nope, you know. no. Okay, nope. Right. Just go okay. to Italy three times a year and then work with your hands in your vineyard together. <laughs> Got it. All right, and you're set. You cannot get divorced. <laughs> All right. It's if only I'd known that the first time around. That'd be that'd been great. Would have been great. Reminder, Richard, that the the Golden Globes are the ones that nominated. Tom Hanks for his portrayal of Ben Bradley, which you, you, I think you wrote an op-ed on that, but it was kind of the opposite. <laughs> Multiple op-eds. Yeah. For I actually anyone. thought he was, fu- it wasn't a good Hanks performance, but there's nothing else he could have done. So I, my quarrel is not with Hanks. I thought everyone in that movie was game. I just thought that the script uh, <laughs> was written by, uh, well, uh, <laughs> some kind of ape. I don't know. <laughs> Like a ape, or like a calculator or something wrote it. I don't know. Like it was like just too formulaic or something. Yeah. Yeah, the vague. Yeah. yeah, some kind of AI with a with a Wikipedia's understanding one, of, of one dollar. One dollar to Alan Iverson, please. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. He needs it. He does. This is how we support him as a society. No, but did you know that he's has a Bobby Bonilla deal? By the way, Brian. I did. I can't remember the specifics of it, but I yeah, know they like a little bit of one of his contracts that he signed was like, "Hey, we're just going to pay you a million dollars a year for forever. Tr- just trust us." And right. he took it. So, smart. Sixers still paying him. That's good. Smart, smart. We need to protect him. He's a treasure. I'm um, looking back at the other winners from uh, from the Golden Globes. 2015 was an interesting year because the Globes Boyhood won drama. And Grand Budapest Hotel won comedy. Nice. But Birdman ended up winning Best Picture. <laughs> and a lot of these weren't even nominated. Like Imitation Game was nominated. Um, Foxcatcher, Into the Woods. I don't think Into the Woods. St. Vincent um, nominated for Best Picture that year in the, mm-hmm. in the Globes mm-hmm. and didn't, didn't make waves in the, big, in the real awards. So, yeah, it's not really an indicator at all, but... Yeah. Rosam- Rosamund Pike's been nominated for a lot of Golden Globes because she's in like every year I've gone back. <laughs> like Rosamund Pike. Okay, that's enough Globes talk. We'll probably get back to that. Anything that we missed in the past week or so? I know we've got Avengers trailer. Maybe we want to react to that a little bit before we talk Spider Man. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we didn't hear Richard's take on that. You and I talked about it a little bit Did last we? week on Lord of the Rings. But oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, what is your take on that, Richard? Uh, bleak, but I mean, 
you know, purposefully. I don't mean it looks bad. Just yeah, that was a bleak, uh, sad trailer. So mm. I'm interested in it. Looks, uh, it looks. I hate the title, but I liked everything else. I think that's a pretty common. I don't think that's really a hot take. But sure. Other than that, uh, yeah, I'm on board. I like the storyline. I'm interested to see how you what you do. F- I'm more interested in the next phase of quote unquote Avengers than I am in this. Cause you kind of know what's going to happen here. Okay. Then how do you build from here? Mm-hmm. Because it seems so climactic. So yeah, yeah. I agree. Sponsored we'll have to see by if... honey, Nut Cheerios, Richard's take <laughs> on Avengers four. We'll have to see, um, you know, they can do a lot with, in terms of moving on from people if they want, but I don't know if that's necessarily the direction they want to go. We've heard conflicting reports about, Chris Evans and his future and Robert Downey Jr. and his future. So I'm 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 a little more psyched than I was maybe a year or two years ago because I feel a little less certain now about where things might go than I did maybe a year or two years ago. I feel like they're going to pull a fast one on us and they're going to do like what they did with Infinity War and the end is just going to be like, what in the name of what just happened? Uh, hopefully that happens. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't want it to be cliche and, and formulaic at all. And um, mm. um, I'll have to see where they can take it because they can take it a lot of ways. By the way, um, also, Once Upon a Deadpool is out right now, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah I, not, man, not, I, not doing great. Not doing I, great. I, yeah, I was going to see Spider-Verse and saw the poster for it. And I was like, wait, that's out? What? <laughs> I feel like it just came really fast and uh, without much fanfare at all. Uh, way less than I would think from a from Deadpool movie, and, and except for that one trailer with mm-hmm. Fred Savage and the Princess Bride and all that. But, but yeah, I guess we'll maybe I'll maybe see that. There's like literally every There's movie so in many the theater movies man. that I have to see. Yeah. If I no. saw a movie they, for every day from now and for the next two weeks, I probably still wouldn't get to all of, all the ones yeah, I nope. need to see. The no thing with question. that though is every dollar they make is pretty much profit. Like they only yeah, had to clear yeah, sure, probably like sure. five hundred grand of yeah. like production cost on it. So though it may not be doing well, it, it may be doing well in their in their eyes. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That, that yeah, should have been a, like, a, like every day, every day I could see two movies probably and still be behind on everything that's coming out right now. It's ridiculous. It's so annoying. It is. It's very annoying. This weekend is insane. Yeah. With, uh, All those like September reasons. weeks where we literally were just like, I have nothing. There's nothing to see. There's nothing to talk about. Um, could we put some of those there or something? Even last something week, we, don't, we talked Lord of the Rings because there wasn't any yeah. real big releases. Yeah. All, everybody's trying to jump at this one weekend. Right. By the way, can we talk about a little bit about Mortal Engines flopping like, Oof. Oof. like insane? Boy, who could have seen that one coming? That they're gonna we were supposed to do an episode on that. On that. Yeah, we had a guest for that, and I just I texted him. I was like, "Man, we're not we're not going to do an episode because it didn't. No one cares. No one re- no, it yeah. did not resonate with anybody because I mean, it made like seven million dollars opening weekend. The studio is taking a bath on that one. That was brutal, brutal. There's another movie coming out this weekend that I thought was pretty dead in the water too. Um, let me look. Let me look here. Um, Welcome to Marwin. That's the one. Yeah, oh, that's gonna. No. Ooh, that one's yeah. gonna. Yeah. Gonna drop like a iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least some olds will want to see that. Whereas know, Mortal Engines, who's Mar- that? Welcome to Marwin is like very hard sell. It's very it's even a harder sell than like what's it called downsizing was, right? It's like what is this? <laughs> is this yeah. just the scene from the four year old virgin where he paints the figures extended out into an entire yeah. movie? <laughs> You to have Richard's old, point, though, old, now. right? Old people love Robert Zemeckis, so it'll it'll make it'll Look do at all okay. the movies coming out. Though I know that's the big the big thing is like why in the world why would you stack it up against all of these other movies? Like just we have to spread this out a little bit, y'all. We just we have to. It's just it's so dumb to keep dumping forty five movies out in the last two weeks of December and then be like, Oh man, didn't make any money. That's a bummer. Who would have thought? Well, because there's forty five movies to see right now. That's why. I just it doesn't doesn't make any sense. So it's a bad strategy. Uh, so out right now we ha- that are still doing fairly well, and I mean fairly well as in making multiple millions. We have Green Book, we have got the Harry Potter movie, um Instant Family is apparently <laughs> still out and it's made sixty 60- 
five million dollars already. So props to them for yeah. releasing a movie no one knew about and making sixty five million dollars. Um, recouping that. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is still out. Creed two, Mortal Engines. Noted drama. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Noted drama. Best Picture drama <laughs> nominee. Bohemian Rhapsody. It's actually oh, it's actually on the poster. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, they put that on there so fast. Um, Mortal Engines is out. Ralph Breaks the Internet. The Grinch. The Mule. And Spider-Man. And then this weekend, we have Aquaman, Bumblebee, Mary Poppins Returns, Welcome to Marwin, and Second Act with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Can't so I'm going to say the olds are going to go see The Mule and Green Book and... Maybe welcome to Marwin, but welcome Robin Marwin Hood probably. Robin, <laughs> Robin Hood. That's not out anymore. There's no it's way. Still sitting out there. There's no so way. Funny. No way it so, is. So There's great. no way to prove it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's but like be Vox insane. Lux is out, and if Beale Street Could Talk is supposed to, is going to expand. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Starsborn still out. Yeah. Doing well. There's a ton of freaking movies. Just we gotta we gotta spread it out a little bit. It's impossible for people like us, and for people like me especially that. I, I want to have seen every relevant movie before, you know, before we do top 10 lists and all that sort of stuff. And I know I'm weird, but gosh, it drives me crazy that I'm going to be sitting here and be like, well, there's 15 movies that actually might have a relevant conversation or part of in this conversation. And I, I'm never going to be able to see them because of all of this foolishness. It makes me insane. I don't, I don't know. Just spread it out a little bit, guys. Yeah. And I'm assuming... No one but Sony saw this Spider-Man movie coming and being the number one movie this weekend, this past weekend. Surely they were yeah. forecasting Mortal Engines or yeah. The Mule to be number one, and they were just hoping to pounce on a really dead box office this next week with Aquaman and Bumblebee and Mary Poppins. Yeah. But that's not the case because yeah. Spider-Man will probably still do pretty well this next uh, yeah. family movie. It's a good family movie for uh, for Christmas time. <laughs> right. so. Right. Keep in mind, Alita was supposed to come out this weekend, too. Originally, they thought that was a good idea. Let's stick another one of these movies out at the same time. That's just... At least they had the common sense to move to a a dead period in the the movie release calendar next year, so... And nothing says winter like (laughs) surfing waves in water, right, for Aquaman. (laughs) I mean, perfect timing. It's got a... Nothing, yeah. s- nothing summer movie blockbuster about Aquaman, right. so i got to put that one right. December the, 20. The, yeah, Second. the only holiday music we listen to in my house is Pitbull's Christmas. It so is. So it fits perfectly. <laughs> Pitbull's Christmas. Does he do the soundtrack? Oh, yeah. Aquaman is like big time Pitbull. We've gotten so many tweets and emails <laughs> about it. It's called like Ocean to Ocean or something. And he's covering Africa because that hasn't been done this year. You know, I just... He's covering Africa for Aquaman? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. Can't wait. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wait. All right. Enough Aquaman talk. I'm already sick. All right. Let's do a little bit of Marvel talk and Spider-Verse, man. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. My name is Miles Morales. Brooklyn! I'm the one and only Spider-Man. At least that's what I thought. You ever hear of the Super Collider? You're gonna love this. Dimension opening now. You're like me. That's impossible. All right, for what feels like the 12th time in 12 days, we're talking Spider-Man. Man, we talk Spider-Man a lot on this show. We did a, we did both of those Amazing Spider-Mans, didn't we? No, we just did the second one. We did the, the yeah, Jamie Fox yeah. one. Yeah. And that was enough. <laughs> And we also v- revisited Sam Raimi's trilogy at some point, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Thomas Hayden Church's trilogy, because I mean, he <laughs> took took over that. Yeah, uh, the long cinematic universe is impressive. Yeah. And then, um, of course, the reboot, reimagining of Spider-Man: Homecoming, whenever it got transferred over to the MCU. And here we are, another Spider-Man movie. It, um, it's Sony still has the rights to this. We've seen that come to fruition in several different areas. Uh, mainly Venom are being subjected to that this past year. Is that they're going to try and still use their Spider-Man property and license as much as they can, otherwise it'll lapse. So whether this is just an attempt for them to keep the license... 
part of the deal is up for debate. But nonetheless, they still can make these movies and probably will as long as they're making money. Having said that, if they're going to make these movies again and again, at least do it in a different way than you've done before. Um, doing it in animation is admirable. Uh, I will I will give them that. And getting Lord and Miller involved to produce is, is admirable too, considering their track record of animated reboots and pop culture type things. And um, of course... You can't knock um, the creative team behind this because it is uh, pretty impressive. Um, having said that, I, ad I admire the work and admire the originality that it has. And I like I really enjoy these characters. Um, so I'm in on the Spider-Verse. I'm in on this universe and so opening this door. But this movie was like basically assault on my eyes. Like I could not... <laughs> Honestly, like as much as you would think this would be my thing, I yeah. know, and I wanted it to be, like I couldn't I don't know if it was just like my eyes were tired or something, but I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. It was so much coming out me so fast that I couldn't get all in on it. It was but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was like I said, original. Um I liked what you know, John Mulaney and those types of people brought in limited roles, and it felt very much like the Lego Batman movie to me, um, but with Spider-Man, but with a little more emotion than that, actually a lot more emotion than that, and I really like the Miles Morales character and what, what they do with that. With that, I like Spider-Gwen. I think Spider-Gwen needs her own live-action movie, if not an animated film. Uh, Haley, Haley Steinfeld would be probably perfect to do that now, uh, who voiced her in this movie, but yeah, man. My only fault with this movie is probably the animation style. I thought it was a little bit too over the top at, at times. At times, I was pretty riveted by it and pretty into it at some, in some certain scenes. But um, it just felt like it was. It felt like an album that was overproduced in a way. You know, it felt hmm. like it's like here's what we can do with animation. So we're just gonna do everything that's com that that's possible. Uh, it had this weird. I don't know dot filter over it you know just trying to emulate the way the the kind of dot matrix look of of printing comic books uh that i couldn't really get past that at, at times too but yeah the only complaint i have with this is that the animation style was a little too over the top for me um but yeah like i said as much as you would think that this would be i'd be all in on this it, this this to me i was going to guess this was going to be my number one of the year like i was that into what they were doing here with the trailer, but like for two hours, I was like, "Oh no, I've made a mistake." Within five minutes, I was like, <laughs> "I've made a mistake." Something went weird with the frame rate, like how the characters moved it was kind of jittery. Did you notice that? I don't know. Like I said, it might have just been me or my projection, but man, I could not, I couldn't do it. But yeah, what about you guys? What What are your? You got it. You had a little kid with you, Brian. What? Yeah. What was that like? Man, I'm shocked. I really thought I I uh, I expected. I really UCB enjoyed this, by the way. But really like, into that animation. The yeah, one thing, that's I, your thing, yeah. I mean, if it had been toned down, maybe like twenty percent, it just felt like it it pushed the edge a little. It felt like the Mad Max Fury Road of like animated movies. Like it was just <laughs> flying at me, and it's like if you're not all in on that, on what they're doing there on Mad Max, you're not gonna like it, you know. And I really liked this movie. I'm not to say I didn't like it, but like the total aesthetic of what they were doing was was kind of lost on me. It felt like like I say, it felt like a an overproduced mm. album, like a pop album or it felt like the Ninja Turtles TV show on Nickelodeon <laughs> if somebody like got a marker and like drew all over the top of it and that's what this would be. Uh but yeah. Interesting. I, I really liked the the opening the doors and the multiple dimensions of Spider-Man and all that. I I really liked that and I liked more narratively than I did here, um, kind of creatively, if that makes sense. Sure. Well, I loved it. I thought um, – I, I did. I took my kid to see it, and he – I mean, it was a blast. It was, yeah. It's always fun to take him to the theater. Um, you know, some kids can't – like my nephew can't handle going to the movie theater. He just he's, – it's not upbeat. I don't know. Whatever. He can't He can't settle down enough to uh, – to do that but but my kid can and so we you know i love to take him but i especially love taking him to something that i know he's 
you know, sometimes you're like, well, I think you'll like this. We'll give it a shot. This is, you know, and I take him to see Deadpool or something. But um, <laughs> this is no. This Welcome is, to Marwin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not a fan of Mortal Engines, which I was bummed about. But because um, no, you loved it, <laughs> right? A plus plus. This, you know, he loves Spider Man. Spider Man is one of his like three favorite things in the world, and so. We watched Homecoming a lot, and I'm so grateful for Homecoming because before that, it was a lot of the the uh, Sam Raimi trilogy and, and Amazing Spider-Man and all that sort of stuff. And now Homecoming has kind of like replaced all of those movies, which I'm so thankful for. But this is even more um, up his alley and like something that he could appreciate. So I was stoked about it. I We had a blast watching it. I love the animation. I think that there was... I mean, I was just in awe of all of the the different types of animation that are um, sharing the screen throughout. Especially once you once the Spider Verse does get opened up, and you you get I mean those scenes where you have all five of them on screen at the same time, and they are all in a different animation style. I was just blown away by how that was done. There was always a um, there was, it's, it's so, to me, it was so beautifully rendered that it was just like, there's always something for me to be watching on the screen and to be, um, just kind of, you know, like it invested in and just like, wow, how is this happening? I was, I loved it. I, I'm so I'm surprised that, that, uh, the animation, I get, I totally get what you're saying. Um, for me, it really worked and it clicked very well. It's a beautiful looking uh, this the scene setting is incredible, and and then the story is great. I think it would have been very easy, and in some ways, I kind of I won't say expected this, but I was preparing myself for uh, the animation to take front and center of the focus of this movie, and then you know some jokes and stuff, and then the story to kind of be um, the last thing that gets completed. So you can kind of feel that, you know, just been like, eh, it's fine. That stuff. It's a, it's a comic book movie. So what are we, but I actually felt like the story was, it was very story centric and, and focused on making that something worthwhile and cool and, um, touching and humorous and all these emotions. I, I just, I was, I was amazed by how, um, by how well done this was. And the, I don't know, like minute to minute, frame to frame, the strength of of really every aspect of uh, of the movie as a whole. I, I had a blast with it. This is going to be, um, I mean, this is like top. I, I think probably top five of the year for me right now. It's I I, I love it. I love this one. So, Arby, where where'd, uh, where'd you come down on this one? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I the animation didn't bother me, and I well, I it did exhaust me. Just, but I don't. I'm like that with all anime. Like Coco exhausted me too. I think it's brilliant, and I see the art behind it, and I think it's inspired and and something. But I'm not super visual, and so when I have to lock in on that, I just find it really tiring after a while. So this mm. was. I certainly understand your point there, Kent. Um, uh, Story wise, for me, I thought it was executed well. The, the you know, the multiple universe thing. When used for comedy, I thought it was really fun. When it was used for drama and things, I had less. It just seemed MacGuffin-y to me, but I'm not in that wheelhouse. Like, I didn't, I don't know that world. Um, and so I had to take a lot of leaps with it. It it felt like, to me, I was watching a really excellent kids movie, which is fine, but I'm mm. I'm old. And so I don't, like, love that as much as a very good movie for older people like me and you know i just go see i just go see green book on a loop me and all my gal pals <laughs> down at the home but you know what i mean like it's just like this is awesome if i was cooper's age or even older 10 11 12 13 this would be so my jam. uh not not 14 <laughs> i may like that's the not, cutoff that is the cutoff i would have been not into this and i want you will you take will you take that back no, I knew you were in your 14. Kent, or you take were into other things that I'm not going to mention. But. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Paper airplanes. Yeah, but, let's just uh, say you're not allowed to watch Teletubbies anymore. Yeah, so this was this is something that I had to jo- enjoy almost entirely with the front of my brain, meaning, okay, this is obviously really cool and uh, really... Uh, a, a real achievement in both um, screenwriting and 
and obviously animation, which is a world I don't understand at all, but I, 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 I know it when I see it. But all of that is I, I never was lost in it. You know what I mean? I was always like just look, looking at the painting going, oh, this is sure. cool. But I d- wasn't lost in the narrative of it. Those are always hard for me to review because it's like, well, what should I give it then? Because it's mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I, I, it might be my fault. It's not the, certainly not the movie's fault. I, I don't know what to do there. But it was like I walked out. I was like, that, that was a real achievement. And I almost mean that as an insult, but I, I don't. I mean it as a compliment. So it, it's confounding for me. I was hoping to talk it out with you guys. But Kent, Kent not being as hot on it threw me off. Now I, I, I want to be hotter on it. <laughs> but anyway. I no, I'm still I still really, really enjoyed this movie. I just wasn't as hot on it as I had anticipated me being due to the thing that I had anticipated liking the most about it. It's like hmm. I don't know. It's like going and seeing a musical and being most impressed with the cinematography and not with the music. Does that make sense? Uh maybe that's like, kind of what I was yeah. impressed with the most was was it's like, like how you loved it. The direction and screen uh, script of Bohemian Rhapsody, but you did not. You did. You did not care for the music, and you made that very clear. <laughs> not even going to comment. Um, yeah, no, I liked Miles Morales a lot. I think it was kind of stroke of genius here as the movie starts off with, "Okay, let's just get this out of the way." I'm yes. Spider Man. I got bit by a spider, and now I have superpowers. And like that's how the movie starts. And I think that was the biggest fault of every other Spider-Man movie that's come out probably other than Spider-Man 2002 with Tobey Maguire, which needed to set the stage. But yeah, we know Spider-Man we know what happens. I like the interdimensional stuff. Brian, is this something Mm -hmm. that we're going to see more of, or is this something that they're making up so that they can have Miles Morales be Spider-Man while still having Peter Parker be Spider-Man? Yeah, I mean, I think it's an it's a it's an out, you know. It's like it's a way to to pull that off without being too confusing. And I, I thought they did a very good, a pretty good job of it. I, you know, I'm not a comic reader. We should, I probably should have asked Ariel before we came on, like, to give me kind of a a breakdown of how this whole thing works. I'm aware of some of these different Spider Man just. Um, <laughs> just in turn like you know i've seen them you know or i i am vaguely aware that they are out there i don't know anything about it the spider verse has been tackled some on one of the current um tv shows the cartoon shows that's on disney or yeah probably disney xd that coop watches um so it's like you know they i i vaguely remember them doing like a four-part episode where all these different Spider-Man are coming out and stuff and you're, and you're dealing with that. So I like, I, I know that this is, this is part of the, the comic canon and has been explored in various realms previously, but this is sort of the, the culmination of all that. Like it's really bringing a lot of stuff together, but yes, to your point, can't like that's, I think that's maybe, I mean, that's like one of the main reasons to do this beyond like, Hey, we can do incredible stuff with animation and we've got, Lord and Miller and and all this for stuff, but it's a way for Sony Marvel to stay, uh, you know, to stay out there, but also stay separate from Disney Marvel and to do, you kind of opens up the door to do, I mean, you can do whatever you want from here on with this, at least with the animated, with, I said that very weird with the animated side of, of things, you can, you can do whatever you want from here. And this has been a pretty big hit. So, Obviously, this the chances are this spawns a, a franchise and mo- or multiple sequels or whatever, and and you're you know you can kind of they can pick and choose wherever they want to go from here and have it exist in the same universe, which is really smart. That's a really smart way to go about this whole weird thing that we have with rights and the uh, the various studios and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I really liked some of the villain work in this movie. I thought they did the villains right. Yeah. Um, I feel like they did the story right. I feel like um, why wasn't this being pushed to be a live-action film? Uh, Why wasn't this being sold to be another Spider-Man movie? Um, It really interests me what the pitch was for this. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, Like, was the... Was the idea to let's let's push the boundaries of animation, or was the idea let's get something bearable that's Spider-Man out there 
and continue this thing because what they ended up doing was pushing the boundaries of animation and people saying that this changes superhero movies as we know them and what kind of response are we going to see from DC and all these types of things. So they'll probably announce a uh, Aquaman into the Aquaverse standalone here in the next few, mm-hmm. you know, days and weeks. Sure. sure. Like that. Yep. I can't wait for that one. Rains down in Africa. <laughs> Yeah, I think I mean I think <laughs> to avoid the, the yeah. yeah, I think the animation choice is a to push that, but also to, to differentiate. I think if you cast, mm-hmm. you know, Disney really nailed their Spider Man, and if you cast, it's just this now avoids comparison. It's like its own thing. And then if you cast, even if you made a really cool version of this that was like a B plus out of on the scale, it's like nah. The Marvel one's better, though. I mean, you risk that. <laughs> you know, you might beat it. Maybe you embarrass them, but you're probably not going to. So let's just go animate it and make it not even not even remotely comparable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you can really... Yeah, I kind of... I would like to know if this started out... If, if from the very beginning, this was pitched as an animated movie and this is the way we're going to do it, or if it did go through a process, because... But it seems to me more likely that it started as an animated movie and stayed that way throughout because it seems like part of the pitch would be we are seriously going to change what can be done, you know, or at least the scope of like what you think can be done with with animation on the screen. We're going to that's what we're doing. We're going to push the envelope on that front in addition to all these other benefits of doing this kind of movie. Yeah, I really liked how. It took inspiration from Spider-Man comics and felt every frame of this film felt like a panel of a comic book in a way. And maybe that's a little bit threw me off because I was, as I was watching it, I was like, man, each frame of this is so perfect. You know, it's almost too perfect that, that like a sum isn't as beautiful as the individual parts, you know, like, and the the term I was, I meant before it was halftone dots not dot matrix just for mm. the nerds out there before we get emails dot matrix is a printing style <laughs> from the hewlett packard you're referring to screen print half tones um yeah but that you, you nailed the voice that's exactly what they sound like they do they they, they send voicemails and right. they just email voice files that's what they do um <laughs> the <laughs> i'm sorry so I like the attentions like, hey, if we're going to do this, let's like pay, really pay attention to the source material. Let's do a an, a version of Spider-Man, a character that has been – in the fans have been wanting to see for a while in the Morales character and give it new life and kind of – I don't know. You could have made this and made it a C plus, and this could have been like a, just a kid's – like a go – Teen Titans go to the movies type of movie that comes out mm-hmm. and you you take your kid one weekend because there's nothing else to do and then by Christmas everyone's moved on and we're good. But uh, but what, like I said, what, they got a lot of really talented people on board. Um, Lord and Miller, like I said, steered the ship and um, has certainly been experienced with this, like what like they did with a uh, Cloudy with a Chance and those types of movies, but. I'm very intrigued on where they could go with this more than I was with this movie because I'm excited, like I said, about the Spider-Gwen. I really liked the noir Spider-Man and all that stuff that they opened mm-hmm. the door with. Yeah. And the the Spider-Ham, too. I would want to see a movie with that of just that would be pretty funny, too. So, I, I'm like I said, I'm more intrigued by the, the Spider-Verse that it opens rather than maybe this movie. But, um, but yeah, I, I would say Morales was probably my favorite character in the movie and storyline if i want to see any of them fleshed out beyond this i want to see more morales and uh, Mm. the others was was stuff was good too though yeah it's kind of a slow play on him on on the main character which is an interesting i mean that shows a lot of confidence in your your franchise or your universe or whatever to to play it that way because um he but like he looks awesome like that's a great costume and uh, and the whole like the design of that character is so cool. Yeah, the black and red. And stuff, yeah, yeah, the black and then it's it's the like kind of elongated eyes and and you know mixing it with 
you know, like the kind of the street style with his his other clothes and stuff. Man, that's a great. It's a great, great look, and it's. And he's wearing the Air Jordans too. Yeah, I mean that's too. that's a way. I like like that. Little, that was my favorite part of the movie was that he's wearing Jays. Yeah, it looks great. It was a very cool design, and so that I mean that's gonna play great. I mean I know Coop walked out being like, you know. He loves he loves 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 Spider Man and he's like I want that Spider Man like I want that costume and that I want to be that which is which is really cool so that I mean that that bears you know the kind of the future of what's coming to, with the uh, with this one but it is a slow play to get to that like you really have him in costume and um you know being his version of Spider Man the Miles Morales Spider Man for like you know seven minutes you know towards the end i mean it's a it's a it's a very slow play on that which is cool like i'm totally good with it um because of what i expect we're we're gonna get coming but but it is a it's a that's kind of it's that's a kind of a risky play yeah the one scene where the i don't know the the dimensions fuse or like i don't know you know how they the movie like glitches out and all the dimensions mm-hmm interchange that that was like there was one scene there where they're all flying in it's like oh here's spider gwen oh here's noir guy like where they all introduce that i really liked i really enjoyed that uh mm-hmm. portion where they're kind of um doing all of them one by one what was his name porky uh peter porker uh, spider ham spider ham yeah call him peter yeah. porker at some point right. in this which <laughs> i thought was really yeah pretty genius too but um but yeah, they didn't. They certainly didn't take the Miles Morales character and say, "Let's let's make a Miles Morales movie and see where that takes us." They really. It's almost as if they didn't think that that would be enough, and so like, let's throw Spider Gwen in there. Let's throw all these other characters in there, and put Spider Man mm-hmm. too. You know, in case that didn't work, they had all these different avenues to go down, wherever depending on where the fans, what the fans liked, right? Like they sure, yeah. Just like they didn't call this Spider-Man the Miles Morales story or whatever, you know? Right. That would yeah, have been enough to me, yeah. Right, but it's a smart way to do the origin story thing without without immediately getting the pushback of like, ugh, another origin story, you know? Because mm-hmm. it is. This is an origin story, but it's done kind of through the, the medium of, of exploring a universe that we already know pretty well. And I think doing it, you know, fair with very tongue in cheek and and in a a smart way. I, you, you said earlier, can't like I loved I loved the the introduction of each Spider Man and the way they went about it. Of like, okay, you've heard this a hundred times. Like, here's the the comic book layout. I thought that was genius. So you kind of combine those two things of cutting through the fat that we already know and we definitely don't want to see again, and introducing this character into the mix of characters that we already know or we think we know or whatever, you know, we have some familiarity with. I think that's brilliant. I think that was a really smart choice and a great way to open up um, that character and not to mention, again, the you know, the whole universe. Some of the way that they printed it to, not printed it, but, but uh, animated it to look like it was offset printing too. Did you notice that how mm-hmm. like the three mm-hmm. layers of RGB would be slightly off at, at times? I couldn't get to, that one hurt my eyes too. I don't know. I'm being such a wuss about this, but it like it hurt the experience that, like I said, it was, I want to see like a, a pre-rendered version of this from a year ago before they like put the final layer of dust over the top <laughs> of it <laughs> because I feel like there's a really great version of this somewhere that's not. Uh, not blown out if you will hmm. but yeah again that's sh- it's it's funny like i walked out because usually we're we've kind of switched roles usually i can't I'm wait like, to watch this really on the tv i yeah, really no, want to rewatch this on like a cell phone i'm not even kidding sure. because it yeah. was just so on my face yeah and no i totally get what you're saying colorful and it was just too much for yeah the time. i walked out being like hey i i'm gonna read a lot about this i want to know how all this was done and i'm fascinated by this entire process because it just was amazing i never seen anything like that and maybe for the first time ever i walked out thinking kind of wish i saw that in 3d to be honest like i wish that it would have been because it clearly there's just so much going on there that uh the 3d may actually for the first time in 10 years may have added something to the experience 
Yeah, I, I had the option to do that, and I was pretty glad I didn't. I don't think I would have been able to handle, <laughs> handle it. I'm serious. So do you think this is going to do better than uh, Big Hero 6 did? Because this had a kind of comparison for Marvel animation. Mm. That was kind of around this time a couple years ago, 2014, that one came out, Big Hero 6, Brian? Yeah, something like that. Something Your kid like that. liked that one too. Yeah, yeah, we we watched that one the other day. He's a big he's a big fan on that one. Um, I think kids love Spider Man, man, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it, they they do. I love Spider Man. It's always hard for me to accept new Spider Man because I feel like there's just not much you could left you can do with his abilities on screen. I know mm-hmm. for live action, I mean, uh, the swinging, the doing the point of view or whatever. They've done so many versions of that throughout the seven live-action Spider-Man movies or six or whatever. This definitely opened the door for you can do anything f- you can draw, basically, instead of what you can shoot or do with CG. Yeah, totally. Uh, so it opens the door for honestly everything. Um, but it's kind of depends on which way uh, – which road they decide to go down. It did have a Saturday morning cartoon kind of feel to it, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, like Richard said, it did feel kind of like a kid's movie a little bit, maybe too much, but that's because it is a kid's movie and I'm an adult, so I can't complain there. Um, like I said, I love the character design. I really like the villains. I love Kingpin's design, how big he was. I liked Green Goblin. Yeah. Doc yeah, Ock cool. was a cool twist. Your girl, Arby, was Catherine Hahn. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> But not her. I mean, <laughs> we missed her beauty, so. Yeah, didn't get to see her. We watched Step Brothers for that, though. <laughs> yeah, that's Stay golden, pony boy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there was a lot about this that I liked, but it was um, it was probably a half-letter grade down because of my my eyes hurt. So that'll that's as much as I'm going to take it into consideration. But I had a very good time with this. Like I said, I'm going to probably buy this movie and watch it multiple times because I'm excited to see it again. And it does seem like a movie that there's going to be a lot of Easter eggs. There's going to be a lot of stuff to go back and notice that you didn't necessarily notice before. Um, it's going to lend itself very well to multiple viewings, which I always have to take into consideration when yeah. doing a final grade. But, uh, man, I really like the, the storyline between Miles and his father, the cop, and also his uncle, who uh, I'm not going to spoil the twists there and all whatever mm-hmm. happens there. But, but yeah. Um, also, Nicolas Cage was noir yeah. Spider-Man, which was a good surprise. Too. Great, great use of, of Nicolas Cage. Great use. Cool, me some Cage in the right scenario. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can preface that a little bit. Yeah, I'm not a Cage fan. Like, I don't, uh, I don't really get the bit that people seem to get that that I don't. So it's fine. But this this is when he's fun to me. Is when he's kind of playing to his Nicolas Cage ness. <laughs> I like that. That's that's the only. That's when he's he's being used effectively. I think. Yeah, and I liked how. This kind of touch touches on the death of Spider-Man too, in a, in an interesting way, on what would happen if Spider-Man died and his identity was revealed, and how would people feel? And it was just a it almost took a little bit more of a serious tone than I expected for that. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, where are they going with this? Because they didn't really introduce the Spider-Verse stuff until after that in the movie. Yeah. So I enjoyed that too. That that was another little twist I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Or anticipate. Good voice work too. There, Chris Pine has yep. great, great voice. I'd like to see him in. I'd be interested to see him in more. Um, you know, like be the lead. He is. He's the lead in the the new Pixar movie that just got announced. So my dreams just came true. But he's got a great voice for voiceover work. I feel like so it'd be fun to to see him in a, another uh, full movie that's uh, that's animated like that. Absolutely. Well. It's hard to hard to say much more on this without spoiling and or having the movie to show you guys because animation's always a little bit tougher than um than acting to to break down and things like that and uh shot selection. But yeah, this was uh this is a fun ride. I will I will admit and uh I'm excited to see it again. Uh 
sometime soon, hopefully. Hopefully mm. this one this one uh, I can see before the Oscars come out and formulate my list and all that. Um, okay. So let's grade this one, unless you guys have any other thoughts on nope. Spider-Verse talk. Okay. I'm going to grade this one out at a uh, A-. minus. Brian. A plus for me. Top uh definitely I mean I would be shocked if it wasn't top ten of the year all all said and done. Um when I'm done. But right right now I have it sitting somewhere between like three and five on the year for me. Nice. That is nice. Nice. You're saving one and two for Aquaman and Bumblebee, right? Yeah, Aquaman. I'm what I'm in my mind's eye, like my, what I'm imagining is and I don't know which will be one or two, but Aquaman will be be, be one of them. And then uh, Ocean Alita's to Ocean not next year. Yeah, Ocean to Ocean. The music video um, yeah. will be one or two. I, you know, <laughs> this, I don't. I don't want to. You know, I want to. I want to be able to see the movie first. I don't want to pick ahead of time. But I, you know, just I'm, that's what I foresee. Well, I'm excited about Aquaman talk that is coming next week or very soon. Hopefully, Batman Shane can join us for that one and get all get everybody's can can air it out. Uh, and talk. Hopefully, the last DCE movie ever. Just kidding. <laughs> we, have, we do have Wonder Woman, but, but that hopefully that that's it. No. Um. Okay, Richard, what's your grade? I'm gonna go B plus. Spider Verse. All right. Good array of grades there, and um, it's now playing, and it is playing in 3D. I think for the next couple of days or the week uh, until yeah. until some other movies come out. But uh, but yeah. Recommended if you got kiddos, perfect family movie for Christmas time if you're wondering about that. Okay, let's move on. Hit that recommend, Joe. Weekly recommends. What you got over there, Bry Guy? Yeah, I'm gonna recommend a book uh, that I just finished, just wrapped up listening to uh, that came out, I don't know, three or four years ago, but I just haven't had a chance to, uh, to get to it. But, uh, Richard's favorite art piece of the year, Adam Sandler's 100% Fresh on on uh, Rotten Tomato or not Rotten Tomato on uh, on Netflix reminded me of how much I love Chris Farley. So I went back and read the Chris Farley show, uh, which was sort of assembled by Tom Farley, his brother. That is um, basically an oral history of Chris Farley's life and his rise to prominence and then his his untimely death. And it is. Um, it is very good. You know, everybody that you would want to be commenting on this uh, from Lauren Michaels and Spade, his family, all this sort of stuff. It's uh, it's very well. I, I felt like it was very well put together. It makes for a good read and it's a good listen as well. Um, and is very it's touching and troubling and, you know, great all at the same time. It was it's that guy was uh, that guy was a really um not just a, a funny, talented comedian, but but you know, by all indications, just a, a pretty great dude. And it it sucks that um, it sucks that we couldn't figure out a way to to keep him to keep him here. But it's man, it's a, it's a really good good read and a good listen. So I'd uh, I definitely recommend that. So it's uh, it's called the Chris Farley Show uh, by Tom Farley. Awesome. All right, I'm gonna recommend a movie uh, that I saw back in the day and just revisited it still makes me laugh uh john c Riley in it makes me laugh really hard um <laughs> cedar rapids is what it's called um starring ed helms and Hayes, sigourney and mm. uh some others steven roots funny in it as well tom lennon um noted o'malley mike o'malley uh, <laughs> makes an appearance too so yeah cedar rapids funny little comedy about uh, Midwestern insurance salesman going to a conference. It's really, uh, really kind of a old National Lampoon style movie. But uh, John C. Riley again is is greatness in it. And Deansy needs a drinksy. It's <laughs> really funny. It's worth worth it just for him. So Cedar Rapids, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Funny little comedy. All right, Richard, recommend. Yeah, mine's a book uh, by Franklin Foer. Um it's a uh, world without mind. It's a book about technology and the impact it has on our life. 
Um, it's kind of a modern history of tech and uh, a little bit of a prescriptive of maybe things we could do to prevent it. Um, but yeah, it was a big book last year and I just got to it this year, but it's super interesting. Not, not very long, just an easy little read about uh, technology and, and obviously within the last year of, of it being released becomes probably even more and more prescient. So that would be mine, Franklin Fuller's uh, World Without Mind. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, we will return shortly in the next few days to discuss uh, Mary Poppins and Aquaman and and others. Uh, join us in the VIP for some throwbacks this week. We're talking Mary Poppins, the original. We're talking The Sting. We're talking all things Christmas and things like that. So uh, we, we got a big announcement coming for the VIPs in the next week or two. That's going to determine what we're going to be doing for the next year or two over there. So... If you're a VIP, stay tuned for that. If you're not, sign up soon. Things are about to get really good in 2019 for the VIPs. We're doing a lot of cool stuff we're excited about. So join us over there. We'll talk to you all soon. Until then, see you at the same Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tough salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. The salads and scrambled eggs.